Hello and welcome to UCA News Weekly Summary, your guide for news and information about and of interest to the church in Asia. I'm John Lawrence. Catholics hailed India's first tribal cardinal, Telesphore P. Topo, and remembered him as a defender of the rights of the poor, particularly of the indigenous people. The former Archbishop of Ranchi in eastern Jharkhand state died of age-related ailments on Wednesday at the age of 84. In 2003, Topo became the first Indian tribal to become a member of the College of Cardinals. Tribal church leaders said the prelate always stood up to protect the tribal people's natural resources such as the water, forest, land, tradition, history and their identity, among other things. In a statement, the National Catholic Bishops' Conference said the cardinal was a guiding light for the Catholic community and the nation at large. Born in 1939, Topo was ordained a priest in 1969. He served as the Bishop of Dumka from 1978 to 1984 and Archbishop of Ranchi from 1984 to 2018. He served as the President of Indian Bishops' Conferences three times. Police in Bangladesh arrested one person for an attack on a popular Hindu spiritual poet and singer that drew widespread condemnation. 80-year-old Radapodo Roy was beaten up last Saturday in the northern Kurigram district. He was admitted to a local hospital for treatment. Two local Muslims, Rafikul Islam and Kadur Rahman, are accused of assaulting Roy. Islam has been arrested while... Rahman is still at large. This is the latest of a series of assaults on mystics and cultural artists in the Muslim-majority nation by Islamist hardliners. Roy is a popular figure on social media and in one video the poet is seen making a scathing attack on corruption in the country. Police said the pair had been harassing Roy for some time and they made the arrest after a case was filed. Minority leaders say it was a communal attack amid a rise in violence against minorities in Bangladesh. The authorities in Nepalgunj city in Nepal, near the Indian border, imposed a lockdown and heightened security after tensions rose amid clashes between local Hindu and Muslim communities. People were urged not to leave their homes or gather in groups as security personnel, including from the Nepal army, patrolled the streets on Tuesday. Trouble began over the weekend after an alleged defamatory post by a Hindu youth on social media angered local Muslims as they celebrated Prophet Muhammad's birthday on September the 28th. Nepal Gunj has the largest Muslim population among Nepal's cities. Muslim leaders organised a protest at the office of the district chief last Sunday while Hindus brought out a rally next day, defying authorities who refused them permission. Violent clashes erupted between the groups, leaving 13 people injured. The rival groups pelted stones and bottles and vandalised public property. One house was set on fire while half a dozen properties were damaged. Police fired tear gas shells to disperse the crowd. Sri Lankan President Ranil Wickramasinghe has ruled out the possibility of conducting an international probe into the 2019 Easter Sunday attacks. 
In a terse and frosty interview with German broadcaster Deutsche Welle aired on Tuesday, Wick Ramasinger said only a few people have asked for an international mechanism, not the parliament. The government's stance came following a documentary by British broadcaster Channel 4 last month that alleged the complicity of government officials in the attacks. Wickramasinghe said the government has appointed a three-member committee headed by a retired Supreme Court judge besides a parliamentary committee to look into the allegations. The Catholic Church has rejected the government moves and refused to accept earlier probes that failed to find the masterminds behind the attacks, which left 269 people, including 45 foreigners, dead. Cardinal Malcolm Rangith of Colombo has strongly criticised the current government's handling of the ongoing investigations and reiterated his call for a transparent and impartial international probe. More than 5,000 people visited a photo exhibition at the Jeonju Shrine of South Korea that showcased portraits of 124 early Catholic martyrs. The exhibition, titled You Can Never Abandon Your Faith at the Hall of Peace of the Shrine, was held last month. It also sought to motivate Catholics about their faith that has somewhat shrunk during the COVID-19 pandemic. The exhibition featured portraits of 124 martyrs killed for refusing to recant their faith in the 18th and 19th centuries. They were among the first Catholics persecuted and martyred when the Buddhist rulers of Joseon dynasty banned Christianity. The persecution spanned over a century and produced between 8,000 and 10,000 martyrs. Pope Francis beatified 124 martyrs in 2014 and they are one step away from sainthood in the Catholic Church. The authorities of Hong Kong's oldest church building, St John's Anglican Cathedral, have ignored criticism and displayed the Chinese national flag inside the church for the first time in its 174 year history. The church displayed the flag during the morning prayer service next to the pulpit to mark China's 74th National Day last Sunday. The church's chaplain, Reverend Canon Peter Kun Ho Ming, also a lawmaker in Hong Kong's assembly, said placing the national flag at services is not uncommon. Many places do the same. In May, Kuhn suggested placing the national flag during church services, triggering a public backlash. This was after he got elected to Hong Kong's Patriots-only legislature in December 2021. The legislature has become a rubber stamp of Beijing after the Chinese regime suppressed a popular pro-democracy movement by imposing a repressive national security law in 2020 that criminalises all forms of dissent in the former British colony. Indonesian church leaders have asked Christians not to accept any donations from politicians to avoid money politics ahead of next year's general election. Reverend Gomar Gultom, chairman of the largest ecumenical forum, Union of Churches in Indonesia, has urged Christians to refrain from seeking donations from candidates contesting local and national elections. During a press conference on Tuesday, he condemned the existing practice of church elements who abuse their authority 
by seeking political donations that fuels corruption. Bishop Petrus Turang from the Christian-majority province of East Nusa Tenggara also made a similar call on Tuesday. Indonesia enters campaign period next month for the polls to be held next year. A study found that Indonesian politicians are forced to spend millions during their campaigns to secure the election victory. And this trend saw mostly business people elected because of so-called money politics. More than 45% of national lawmakers in Indonesia have business backgrounds. Vietnamese Catholics have welcomed and found inspiration in Pope Francis's recent letter that urged them to have dialogue and cooperate with people of other faiths and the authorities to better serve the nation. Clergy and laypeople said the Pope's letter delighted them because it was the first ever letter from a Pope written to the country's 7 million Catholics. The letter came after the Vatican and Vietnam signed a landmark agreement recently that would allow the Vatican to have an office of the resident papal representative and a full-time diplomat in the country. It is dubbed as a historic development since the last apostolic delegate was expelled from the communist-ruled country in 1975. Catholics said they hoped the diplomatic breakthrough would pave the way for more religious freedom and end restrictions that existed in the country since the communist takeover four decades ago. Academic scholars, including historians and theologians, have stressed the need for more focus and effort on studies on richness and diversity of Catholicism in Asia, which remain largely underdeveloped in the region. The remarks came during a hybrid roundtable discussion titled Catholic Studies in Asia, Prospects and Challenges, hosted by the Asia Research Institute of the National University of Singapore on Monday. The event discussed the rise of Catholic studies across academia with special attention to Asia. It also focused on challenges that this emerging field of research faces in the region and the opportunities Asian societies and political systems provide to enrich the study. The event marked the second anniversary of the Initiative for the Study of Asian Catholics, a research initiative designed to increase social scientific research on Catholics in Asia. The panellists said that it is high time to study more and present the Asian face of Catholicism to the world. An increasing number of young people from Myanmar are leaving their war-torn homeland to find work in Japan. The youth exodus started after the military coup in February 2021, fueled by deteriorating safety and economic uncertainty as international companies have left the country. On the other hand, the employment of a rising number of youths in Japan has become a major source of foreign currency income for the sanctions-hit military junta regime. Official data shows Japan had 47,498 workers from Myanmar in 2022, compared to 27,798 before the COVID-19 pandemic of 
2019. More are expected to leave as the Southeast Asian nation's economic outlook remains gloomy amid international sanctions, the extended state of emergency and delayed general elections. Media reports say that despite the high cost of migration, hundreds of youths are in the process of migrating to various countries such as Thailand and Japan. That's it for this week. Click on ucanews.com for latest in-depth news stories, special features, commentaries, podcasts and video features. Share this among your friends and relatives and spread the word through social media. Be a part of this journey by contributing to ucanews.com slash donate. Today's producer was Binu Alex. I'll be with you again next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.